All right, this is Matt Hammersmith, your race director of Upstate Ultra. This is the Run Scripted podcast. This is episode 19. Uh, today I'm going solo. I'm going to be going over a couple Q&A questions from our club members. Um, I asked uh, our members to submit 10 questions or a multitude of questions. I would select 10 of them. Uh, we're actually doing this as part of a contest, the 10 questions that were chosen, uh, our participants will get a 50% discount on the next Upstate Ultra race. Uh, if you want to see a list of our races, just go to www.upstateultra.com. Our, our first question today comes from Sally Sawyer, says, if Matt Hammersmith could run any race in the world, what would it be? And this is run scripted, so I might take a little bit trying to answer some of these questions. Um, what race would I want to run? Um, you know, I've never really been much of a big uh, destination uh, type of race, um, simply because if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm probably going to do it in some form of vacation or camping trip or, or family trip. Um, I don't really, as a competitor or as a former competitor, I guess I should say, um, I, sometimes we lose track of the beautiful scene and the beautiful race course around us, and we're just so focused on getting to the finish line as fast as we can and obviously most of the time or the later stages of a race we're kind of suffering so we don't even get to enjoy those moments um so i really don't have a favorite race um so yeah i guess that's that's don't really have one so kind of a lame answer to start us off but uh there you go uh she also noted uh, if the rd could direct a new race anywhere where would he put one on i actually have uh been wanting to put on a race in the tri-state area of Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio. Uh, I'm from that area. I was <laughs> I was born in Wauseon, Ohio. I was raised in LaGrange County, Indiana, um, and but I went to school and I kind of met my family and, and, and it really started this my life as a runner uh, up in Michigan when I went to Eastern Michigan University. Um, so it's I you know I've always wanted to uh, direct a race that kind of goes you know the route goes through all three states i actually did a race um uh, it was my first 50 miler i ran from the university of toledo their track i ran 49 and three quarters mile all the way to ypsilanti michigan where eastern michigan is and ran one lap around their track um and it was you know 50 50 mile run and uh so what i like to put on a race that encompasses kind of where i grew up and kind of that whole scene yeah that'd be kind of cool so um, Brian all brings us a question. Uh, if you had a regular nine to five type job that was not running related, what would it be? Um, I've tried a couple times to hold down a nine to five and it's just, it, it doesn't really fit. Unfortunately, my personality style, um, whether that's a good or a bad thing. Um, I, I worked briefly, uh, in, in the restaurant business and the bar business, I've worked uh, as a as a machinist for for a tool and die shop. Um, I've worked um, at a Starbucks, believe it or not. I worked uh, at a um, at a local uh, apartment complex. It was just a I just kind of flipped. Um, basically, when a tenant left, left, I would patch the holes, clean the toilet, and repaint the walls, change out the carpet, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know a regular nine to five job. Uh, I, I, I would like, I would probably, I could see myself being a, um, I wouldn't consider a financial planner, but I would consider it maybe a, a life coach, I guess. Um, or um, yeah, I guess I would, I would like to get into 
just helping people, I guess um, we've had, um, or my family has had some um, success in business and my dad owns a business. I've always owned a business. So um, if I were to do another job, if I could help somebody that might not be a typical nine to fiver, if I could help coach them uh, in a different direction, that'd be kind of a cool gig too. So um, I get a question from Lindsay Hanna. Uh, what is your most memorable racing moment as an athlete and or coach RD? Um, as an athlete, most memorable, um, I would say my uh, senior year cross country, um, I had a really bad uh, conference championship race and we felt like we needed all guys to run really, really well in order for us to even win, let alone, um, you know, pull away like we ended up doing. But I actually dropped out of the race around the 3K mark. Um, not, not my most... Uh, um, prideful moment as a runner who was I got the you know the energy and the excitement got the best of me I went out too fast and uh, paid the price for it but my sixth place teammate uh, was informed about the halfway mark of the race that I had dropped out uh, and he moved from being our sixth place man all the way up to being our fourth place man and actually helped us score points to win the team championship so that was as a as a captain and, and uh, runner that was kind of my most memorable moment um as a as an RD, I guess I mean there's so many. Uh, I've been a part of a lot of races. Obviously, most of you guys know I direct a lot of events. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say as an RD, uh, just watching you know re really anybody accomplish their goal at some of our events, especially with the nature of our style of races. You know we have some pretty epic uh, uh, you know point to point or big big you know big mountainous races, but we also have a lot of hourly and timed events on smaller loops and you know but I think if we just provide opportunity for everybody and whether they fail or succeed I think that's probably my most uh, memorable moments is just uh, allowing someone to uh, challenge himself and and, um, and and to be successful at that too so um Ann Green writes in are there any tricks to avoid falling during ultra or trail runs um, the only trick that I know of is just, just fall within the, fall, fall on your warm up. <laughs> just get it done and over with. I am pretty sure on any trail run, 99.9% .9 of us have fallen before. So just get it done and get it out of the way. That way, you know, the rest of your run can be enjoyable. Uh, Pavel writes in, what is your proudest moment as a coach? I actually think I had a couple of these. Uh, Pavel, uh, Bethany, uh, obviously Lindsay asked me. Uh, so yeah, proudest moment as a coach. Um, you know, we coach, uh, I've coached high school athletes. Um, I've coached uh, at, at the college level. I've coached adults. I've coached as old as 65 and as, as young as six. Um, it's tough to pinpoint my proudest moment. I would, I would say, you know, I really enjoyed coaching. Uh, I really enjoy coaching at the high school level, uh, especially um, cross country. It's just one of the greatest sports. Um, and I think it has a, it has a place uh, for a lot of young kids that you don't don't really feel like they belong, I always try to encourage parents: get your kid in cross country. It's it's such a team sport that doesn't really focus too much on, um, I guess the specifics of the individual, but everybody kind of collectively working together to score points. Um, so I would say my proudest moment is just probably working with the Jailman um, girls cross country team. We had a uh, I was a volunteer coach there for a couple of years, and just to see that program go from ninth place at the state meet the year before all the way up to 
third and then they they got second and then they won it two years in a row just to be able to see that progression um and, and actually i was coaching some of these girls when they were like eight or nine now they're junior seniors in high school so that's kind of cool just to watch the progression of athletes that you've been working with for six or seven years uh just continuously improve not just from one year to the next but if you have an athlete um that just slow and steady progress they love the sport they want to keep com competing they want to get better but in a healthy way that to me is is when I know I've achieved success uh, as a coach. So, um, Pavel also writes in, what is the most common mistake you see runners make at your races? Uh, this one probably comes right out of the book of Bernard Vermeer's uh, pacing. People just go out too fast. I don't understand the logic in wanting to go out too fast, especially in a timed race when you really should be <laughs> giving up your energy evenly throughout the entirety of a you know, a three hour run, six hour run, a 24 hour run. Uh, yeah, runners just go out, they, they, they go out too fast and they start their nutrition too late, especially in 50Ks. They go out too fast the first five to 10 miles and then they, they wait until mile 10 to have any nutrition or hydration. Uh, normally that ends up uh, being a disaster for most runners. Um, I don't know why Pavel got so many of these questions. Uh, what do you think I, I should try next to prevent all those damn blisters? I'm gonna mark that as an uh, honorable mention question. Um, I would just give up running and be a volunteer, Pablo. That's what I would probably do. Um, uh, Bridget Honor, uh, Bridget was one of our guests a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bridget says, what do you enjoy most about being a race director? I think this kind of alludes to um, uh, just wanting to provide opportunity. Um, it, it's one of those things like, um, I look at, uh, you know, kind of, how I grew up and when I did races, I always thought it was amazing that everything was so well organized and, and the court and like you just sit back and think, how did they plan all of this? And once I started race directing, I realized like there's more to it than just buying a set of race bibs and, and having a finish line arch. There's so you know communications and insurance and permits. So having done all of the work, I can just simply appreciate the day of. So my favorite part of the race is just getting to the race and starting the race. Like once it's once I start the race, I can kind of relax. And then it's like, all right, I did all this work on the front end or on, yeah, on the front end and even on the back end behind the scenes. Uh, now I can just enjoy and allow my race participants to do what they came here to do, you know, complete their first ultra, complete their first trail race, their first 5k or on a, run a further time or further distance. Um, so yeah, that my, my favorite part is just starting the race and knowing that all the hard work that we had all put together for this one day is is coming to fruition and um and things are good so uh good question Bridget. uh bethany lannan writes <laughs> what is your favorite race or type of race that you like to direct um i like directing races where i don't have to time them and unfortunately uh you know it's it's kind of comes with the territory when you're directing some of these really long races trying to find someone to help you time them <laughs> isn't always the easiest thing to do so we just had our uh our longest day race, um, which is basically runners do a two mile loop and every lap they get one minute less to complete the loop. We start at 45 minutes and work our way down 44, 43, et cetera. Uh, and the fact that I just have to look at a simple watch or, or a stopwatch or a clock and I don't, there's no timing chips, there's no devices, there's no need for bids, there's none of that technical stuff. It's just runners, same two mile loop and just seeing who can go the furthest, the fastest, in the longest, hottest day of the year, it's, it's, it's kind of a cool situation. Um, just to have events that are low-key, uh, relaxed, um, 
events that are just built upon the community of the, the entire spectrum of runners. It doesn't have to be elites, you know, up front. It doesn't have to be the slow pokes trying to finish their first, you know, ultra trying to beat the cutoffs. It's really uh, races for, that's why I kind of like loop courses because it brings a lot of people with a lot of different backgrounds together and um, they can intermingle while still doing something, you know, relatively to their own speed, which I think is, is kind of interesting. Like how, how do you, how do you not alienate uh, certain uh, populations of the runners? Well, you get a, a big group together, you put them on a small 5k loop and, and you just kind of let the chaos figure itself out. So um, Andrew Height, uh, he writes in, what would you like to see happen to the running community scene five years from now? Man, it's been something that I think, you know, so I moved to Greenville in 2013. And so I've been here for nine years. I've been directing races for eight years. Um, it's, 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 I wouldn't call it a bit of a mess, but I just, um, you know, we need to work together, you know, as a club, um, as local races supporting each other, you know, um, I would just like to see, you know, the community, I guess, have the same vision. And I don't even know, I guess, what that vision is. I'm just trying to, I guess, be a part of it. Um, I would I would just like to see area runners and area races, local local races, um, just support each other because they know if we don't, we just keep tearing ourselves down. Or you know, it's it's this race versus that race, it's road versus trail, it's one club versus another club. At the end of the day, none of that stuff really matters. We just want to make sure the health of of this community uh, continues um, and, and improves. And I hope Upstate Ultra and the Upstate Running Club and Without Limits, I hope we are taking a part of that. I hope, you know, I think we are. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just want to see the continued health of the running community over the next five years, hopefully the next 50 years. Um, now Bethany Lannon actually asked a question, what are my goals for Upstate Ultra for the next five years? So my goals, um, I want to, I want to bring on people, um, you know, part-time staff members, dedicated volunteer coordinators to help me manage the areas of race directing that I don't do a good job at. So uh, I think I've got a passion for, you know, setting up interesting types of races and courses and bringing people together. Uh, but I do need help. Uh, there's, there's tons of other areas where we can improve uh, to, you know, as, as Andrew or Kenneth was asking, you know, ways to improve the community. I'm sure there's areas where I'm not very good at, but if I had assistance and we bring more positive members into our club, uh, we can create a, a pretty powerful, uh, you know, group that can, that can handle and manage a lot of the, um, the needs of a running community. It's not just about races and local running stores and social group runs. Uh, we, we come together kind of as a family to, you know, we, we learn about each other. We, we see the locals that are always coming to our races and we know them by first name and, and we, we want to ask, you know, how, how are they doing? You know, uh, is there anything we can do for you? So, yeah, my goal is just to, to, I guess, I want to stake it. I want to take a step back from the the little, um, the intricacies of race directing and kind of more focus on the broader spectrum of, you know, how can we present Upstate Ultra and the Upstate Running Club to the community in a positive way that helps out the local runners, but also gives back to, you know, we, we give back to a lot of nonprofits, a lot of charities. We are now, uh, our youth group through URC is a nonprofit. So we are providing free training sessions, free races, and just kind of mentoring. So um, yeah, my goal is to take a step back from Upstate Ultra 
and just kind of focus on the broad spectrum of the running community as opposed and then have help working on the day-to-day the -day stuff and just the little things that um, that I lack that I know we can improve upon uh, just with our entire series. Um, Michael Buff asked, at what age did you realize you wanted to be a coach and race director? And what age did you realize that was a viable option? Um, at what age did I want to be a coach? Really, that, that started, um, I mean, my, my, I went to college at Eastern Michigan University. I, I did get my degree. I got a K-12, a Bachelor's of Science, uh, Physical Education. I got a double minor in Health and Adapted PE. Um, so I could have been a teacher and I did, I did my student teaching. I went to be a sub for six months. I had a couple job interviews for teaching and just never really, I guess, just never really took it seriously and, and never really jumped right into it. And, uh, when I moved down here, which was, I had really no plans when I did move down here, it was kind of off of a whim. I, um, I basically, I, this is actually kudos to, uh, Jeff Milliman, who um, uh, he, I walked into a store off of Haywood and uh, I said, hey, I'm, I just moved in, uh, I run and I'm looking for, I guess, a job <laughs> and I had no money. And uh, we, we sat there and talked for about an hour and I left and about 30 minutes later, he called me, he goes, hey, I just had a mom come in here. Their local high school, Greenville Tech Charter, needs a running coach. And uh, so they, we swapped information. I called in the school. I had an interview the next week. And within uh, five days of being in Greenville, I was the coach of the Greenville Tech uh, Charter High School team. And then that kind of led into my youth program, which kind of led into coaching adults. And then I was like, man, I, I want to coach more adults and more youth. And, you know, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you get to know runners or how do you get to see runners? Well, put on a race. So I put on the Without Limits Running Series, which is was turned into the knock-on wood running series which is now the knock on woodstock uh running series so um yeah so so that so i, I knew kind of i was in that world i mean i coached at ann arbor height uh ann arbor pioneer high school um right out of the gate out of college i coached uh actually i i was a volunteer assistant coach at eastern michigan for the women's track and cross country team um so i had always kind of been in that world um but what uh, at what age did i find that viable so i i was lucky enough when i and everybody has this ability. Um, but when I graduated, I, I got a job with my old man working at, at the machine shop and made pretty good money for about a year and paid off my student loans. That's, that's what I did. I, I mean, I worked 65 hours a week for a year um, and just paid, paid, paid it off. And I said, all right, I'm dead. I'm kind of done with this whole thing. I am going to move down south. And when I moved down, um, I obviously had no debt. I was sleeping on a friend's couch um, for a couple months. So I just, you know, basically live like a bum for a little bit. And I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. I'm not going to wait until I'm, you know, 30, 40, 50, even 60. Well, I'm, if, you, if you have a dream, I don't care if you're 65 years old, go for it. But I was lucky enough that I got to start kind of young. So at what age I, I was 20, I think I was 24 when I moved here. And I'm, you know, I was, I was 25 because I'll be 35. Uh, this year. So um, yeah, I just started young. I, I was I was very lucky in that regard. So um, we've got a couple of other honorable mentions. Uh, why aren't your races uh, Boston qualifiers? Because um, I had to get them USATF certified and none of my race courses are USATF certified. Uh, Bob Seedlock asked, uh, what is my favorite beer? Actually, I've been talking so much, I've actually forgot to drink it. I'm drinking Pernicious, um, just uh, the Wicked Weed Room Company up there in Nashville, great beer. Um, 
I'm just going to take a sip right now. That is pretty good. Uh, Jay Baker asked, at one point in your athletic career, did you realize kickball was not a sport? So I've actually have not been running for the last two weeks because I had a high ankle sprain uh, from playing kickball two weeks ago in a playoff game. Uh, it was a pretty bad sprain. The whole thing swollen up twice its size. So um, that was not fun. Um, one other question. Uh, how do you, this is actually an anonymous question. Um, actually, I've got two more. One anonymous question is, um, what state uh, would you eliminate uh, and why? <laughs> I don't really know why this is a question, but if I had to get rid of a state, I would probably say, Idaho? Is there anything in Idaho? I don't really, I mean, I, I'm probably going to have somebody from Idaho just yell at me because I said that state, but I'd probably get rid of Idaho. It seems like it's a pretty boring state. Um, the last question is, how do you keep sustainability with as many races as you direct? So I guess the same way, we actually just did a study with um, Michelin and, and Solomon and working on sustainable shoes, but sustainability meaning, you know, for me, you know, how can I do this year after year after year, especially if I'm directing 30 races? Uh, I think the reason is, is because we are trying to put people in the right places to help manage uh, this running club, this race series. And I think there's a lot of input from people who want to, to help out and be engaged, uh, which is very helpful um, and very positive because I, it means that I'm hopefully doing a, a good enough job to produce a running community that's, that is desired or people want to be a part of it. Um, so if I can do that and I can get more positive people in the club, I can then have more leaders, which is kind of what we're looking for. We're looking for club leaders and it doesn't have to be from a physical standpoint, but just people that are, you know, willing to help out uh, runners that don't have as much experience or they're first timers or they're looking to get into the sport. Um, I can't help navigate and guide everyone. So I'm kind of hoping we can build a club that's kind of conducive for everybody. So um, I think that's all the questions that I'm going to go over today. I do appreciate it. I hope you guys learned a little bit more about me. We do want to be doing more of these podcasts uh, frequently, but um, it's just uh, been kind of a busy time. I know everybody's been busy, hopefully back to work and everything's kind of moving in the right direction. But, um, you know, we're, we're kind of excited about the, the race series in general, 2022, 20, 2021 was great. Uh, 2022 is, is, is no different. Everything's kind of moving in the right path. Um, just, just, you know, I'll keep everybody updated. We're, we're very excited about all the races we have coming up and, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys out there on the trail. So if you guys have any questions, just feel free to reach out. Uh, I think you guys know where my email is. Just go to upstateultra.com. You can contact me through any one of those races. All those races on that website, we manage or direct um, um, through Upstate Ultra or the Upstate Running Globe. And if you ever want to volunteer or help out, just feel free to, to reach out and we'll, we will guide you and put you in the right spot. So I will see you guys in the next one. Uh, we've got Red, White, and Brew coming up on July 1st, and we have our amazing Carolina Reaper Challenge coming up on July 16th, which is going to be a lot of fun this year. So I will see you guys out there.